Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is March 9th. I should say Wednesday, March 9th, right? How's everybody doing today? On today's show, um, yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff, right? Um, <clears throat> so, the last couple shows, I've been just doing a subject. I'm not going over a whole bunch of crap because, uh, like I said, I think it's I think it's boring, to be quite honest with you. And so far, this new style of doing things, they're nice shorter shows, 45, 48 minutes, you know. Keep it brief. Give you a subject of what's pissing me off and hope it pisses you all off too. <laughs> uh, a couple of things I want to go over real quick. Number one, hey, welcome to the show. The show is brought to you today by RedCon1.com. That's right. The awesome supplement company right here out of the great state of Florida. Products made here in the USA. It's none of that China supplements and crap you're getting from Walmart or wherever else you're getting it from. Uh, Go to Redcon1. Use the code at the bottom of the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. Click the link. Use the promo code T20Quartermus. Get you a percentage off. Check them out. Um, Like I said, good stuff. I use it. Chris uses it. You should use it too. All right. Uh, one thing too, um, <laughs> I got the Apple uh, situation figured out. Um, obviously, if you listen to this on Apple, you're aware of that by now, right? Because <laughs> all of a sudden you had four shows, bam, download. Because, um, yeah, they were saying it was an artwork thing, and I was telling Chris I figured it was because of our artwork, because of our logo, at one point, they deemed it offensive, you know, because, you know, Gadsden Snake is, you know, racist and it's like putting a, a KKK flag up there or something. I don't know. But it, uh, they were saying it was the size. It wasn't big enough. <laughs> Story of my life. And uh, <laughs> so I figured out a way to stretch it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, sugar water. So anyway, we're back. Everything's good. And I also want to throw in that uh, we are now on TuneIn and Alexa. So there's that. So if if you have an Alexa in your house, unfortunately, my wife's like, oh, so cool, we need to have one. So unfortunately, we have one. So if you have one, if your wife or, you know, whatever you have one, uh, you can just yell out, hey, Alexa, play Don't Tread on America, and you'll get the newest podcast. Um, all right. Uh, so... On that note, guys, please make sure you check out our Facebook page, uh, Don't Trade on America on Facebook. That's also on Instagram. And uh, we're on Twitter, DTOM underscore 1775. And uh, don't forget our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Visit all those guys. uh, Subscribe to something. That way you can get updates because when I had the Apple thing, if you are an Apple user, you obviously didn't know anything about what was going on. You just figured I hadn't done a show in like a week and a half. And that wasn't the case, obviously. Um, so it's very important that if you subscribe to one of those situations, you'll know what's going on. But on that note, I just want to let you on a little inside baseball. If you're not on our Facebook page, it's very interesting. There's this dude, and I'm going to call him a dude because he's a dude, that's uh, constantly going on our on our Facebook page, which is fine. I don't care. I enjoy the interaction, especially with a numbskull Democrat. But um, he thinks he's so cool. So he just constantly, anytime we put a meme of any kind up, he's like, oh, you know, he'll say whatever about it. 
And uh, so, you know, me or Chris, one of us or both of us, will kind of go after him. So <laughs> I asked him, He Chris posted a thing about uh, gas prices and every price it had, F, you know, fuck Joe Biden on it. Oh, if you don't like it, go to Russia. What the fuck does that got to do with anything? Yeah, that's what I want to do is go to Russia. <laughs> so Chris asked him the question, you know, what in your life is better that now that Biden is president? What in your life? Doesn't answer the question. He goes on with some other bullshit. And he's talking about, no, you should buy an electric F-250. All right, motherfucker, what do you drive? Well, I drive a motorbike, an electric motorbike. So what is that, a fucking toy electric motorbike? What is that, something you buy like your 12-year-old to tool around the neighborhood? Or is it a fucking rascal? What are you, what are you on there, chief? Doesn't answer the question. So then I, I said, you know, you're you're so constant on this page. You you follow the page. You listen to the show. So if you're listening to this, I know you know who I'm talking about. Um, and the only reason I know he listens to the show because I know where he lives. So I see where the downloads are coming from, right? So sugar water on that, number one. Number two, um... I know he listens to the show because he'll comment on stuff about, you know, I'll post a, uh, you know, every, every show I post, it comes up on Facebook or Twitter and he'll comment, Oh, you're a liar. Job numbers are wrong. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then when I try to comment, he blocks it, whatever. He's that guy, right? He's a keyboard, tough guy, probably lives in his mom's basement. And the thing is, I know what he looks like. I know how old he is. So he's not a young guy. He's older than me. So he's that guy. Anyway, Asked him once again, what in your life has has been better now that Biden now that Biden is president for the year plus that he's been president? What is better in your life? Answers the question. Oh, build back better and and everyone's against Putin. Okay, number one, you didn't answer the question. What is better in your life? What in your personal life? I don't give a fuck what he's not, I don't even want to say what he's done for the country because, in my opinion, he hasn't done shit. But nonetheless, what has he done for you? For you personally, now that Biden is president, what in your life is better? Do you have a better job? Do you make more money? Is your house payment lower? It, I mean, what in your life is better? Because I can't think of anything in my personal life that's better. I'm not saying it's, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't want to say it's not worse. But here's the thing, and most of you guys can agree with this. I, I feel like most of you guys can agree with this. What's better in your life? Okay, I'm still alive. The stock market hasn't totally crashed. It's not, it's not doing great, but it's not crashed yet. Uh, what's better? Nothing's better in my life. My life is as far as from a personal, religious, I'm able to go to work every day and make money and support my, you know, me and my wife, and we have a decent life. As far as that's concerned, it's the same. It's not better. It's not worse. But what there's more, let me put it this way there's more worse than there is better, if that makes any sense. And what I mean by that, and you guys surely can agree with this groceries cost more. That's worse. Gas costs a way lot more, which is going to be the topic of this show is going to be primarily to do with oil and gas. But that's way worse, right? We can all agree with that. In the last week, <laughs> shit's gone up 70 cents on average. That's not just around here, California, wherever. That's just the national average. It's gone up 70 cents in the last week, in less than a week, mind you. Um, so, you know, your arguments, when you argue with the Democrat, so because I have a tendency to do this on, on, on Twitter a lot, 
because they are so fucking they're so mind fucked to be a democrat like if i have a problem with a republican and i'm going to go into this later so i don't want to delve too much into it i'm going to call that republican out okay if you're a democrat and you have a problem with a democrat you don't give a shit they're democrat it's like a secret society it's like some kind of club they're in and and when i say club it's more like it's a it's like a uh, I don't even know. It's like a, it's, it's like a secret society. It's like you belong. Nothing can be wrong by these people, and they're on their spouse. Everything's so great. Yeah, gas might be a little bit more expensive, but think about it. It's so much. The only thing, in my opinion, if if you are not, if you're a Republican, okay, and you don't, and you don't care much for Trump, you honestly have to agree. If you're one of those Republicans that didn't vote or voted for Biden because orange man bad right and you didn't like the mean tweets and you didn't like the way he carried himself he didn't carry himself much presidential wise and i heard that from a lot of people personally okay that's fine but if you voted for biden this is partially your fault like if you if you voted for trump the first time because you're like cool i can't have hillary i need to vote for trump and i'll be honest with you that's why i voted for trump i was not about to vote for hillary and i wasn't not going to vote um but uh, if if you were one of those people and then you voted for Biden because you didn't, like I said, you didn't like the way Trump carried himself or whatever, and then you voted for him and now you see this, you're having that Biden's remorse, right? That buyer's remorse of Biden. Okay, whatever. <laughs> we still got three more years. Um, it's people, <laughs> so I'm looking at the Twitter and, and one of the, I can't remember the name of the, the Twitter handle. It was a blue check mark. Democrats are, are us or something. I don't know. It says, uh, you know, life's great. You know, and people are, I'm reading all the comments and people are like, oh, jobs are back and uh, businesses are open. And um, one person put, okay, yeah, you have to pay a little bit more for gas, but life is so much better. What the fuck? What in, what in your life is better other than the fact that Trump was boisterous and said mean things on Twitter and told it like it was. Other than that, what is better in your life? Oh, jobs. Bullshit. This COVID thing was going to go away. In my opinion, take it for what it's worth, this whole COVID thing was started to get him out of office. They did what they needed to do to get him out of office. The reason they didn't flip the switch when he was out of office is because then it would have been obvious. They had to let it go another year and slowly build back up. Is it no wonder that... Now that Russia's invaded Ukraine, nobody's talking about COVID. Turn on the news right now. Guarantee you, I don't care if it's your local news or national news, you're not going to hear shit about COVID. Why is that? Because now Russia's the enemy. COVID's no longer the enemy. Everyone, Everyone's fine. Bam. Just like that, everyone's fine. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have, they don't talk about the vaccinations. <laughs> they don't talk about nothing, which I'm cool with because whatever. I'm not masking. I'm not vaccinating. I'm not doing none of that shit, but whatever. My point is, is <laughs> all of a sudden COVID's gone. So what's so great about Biden? Oh, COVID, he, he, he did what he said he was going to do. Jobs are open. Blah, blah. This shit was going to happen anyway, guys. And like I've said in shows in the past, 10.9 million people lost their job in 2020. Only seven and a half million have gone back to work. Okay, you're still three and a half short. <laughs> you still got some building to do. Anyway, so this guy's like, oh, build back better. And Putin, I'm like, well, number one, dude, 
you didn't answer the question. What happened in your personal life that's better? And oh, by the way, Build Back Better didn't pass. So there's that. But that's the kind of mentality you're dealing with with these people is it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're paying, you know, like the average is 70 cents. But I drove by a gas station today, 428. That stings, you know. So I'm basically getting gas every other day, even though I don't need it. I'm just topping it off because I don't want to pay. I'd rather pay $10 than 30. But anyway, all right, I just had to get that out. Sugar and water. And here we go. Here we go. So basically, you guys heard this probably the other day. So this isn't breaking news. So I'm going to play this. And uh, then I'm going to tell you how stupid he is. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. And with this action, it's going to go up further. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. In coordination with our partners, we've already announced that we're releasing 60 million barrels of oil from our joint oil reserves. Half of that, 30 billion, million, excuse me, is coming from the United States. All right. So my question is this. Okay, he just said 75 cents. Gas went up 75 cents since Putin invaded Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> to to use a Jen Psaki term, I'm going to circle back to what she said the other day to Peter Dur- Dur- Ducey, where she said, we only import 10% of our oil is, is from Russia, only 10%. Okay, so answer me this. Okay, I just did some quick math, so don't quote me on the exact numbers, but I'm just going to say roughly. Okay, so the national average, AAA's na- national average of gas is 425 Okay, quick math. Uh, it went up 75% since Putin did his thing, right? So that's 350. So we've seen a 20% or so rise in gas price, but we only get 10% of our oil, supposedly, from Russia. Now, I know those percentages don't equal each other, but my question is this. If we only get 10% of our oil from Russia, what does that have to do with gas prices rising? Well, obviously, like I've told you guys in the past, it's all speculative. The oil market is a futures market. It's a commodity. And the prices are set. This, And I'll, I'll get into this here in a few minutes. But um, this has nothing. To, the prices went up automatically because as soon as he made this statement about banning Russian oil, um, the prices went up. Okay, if you think about it, when he was elected, not even, well, when he was elected president, everyone kind of knew, and when I say everyone, I mean these speculators, speculators, see, the the folks that do that stuff, (laughs) the speculators, I don't know, anyway, those people that, that, um, that trade in those, in that business, in the commodities brokers, as soon as he was elected, the price went up, why? Because he had said when he was running for president, he was going to do these things. Okay, so obviously in the futures market where you're dealing with commodities and stuff like that, they saw into the future of oil and said, okay, this dude, as soon as as soon as January 20th hits and he's in the office, it's going to, it's you know, he's going to shut this down. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. 
and they were right. <laughs> so the price rose. So obviously, <laughs> smart money would have been if, if you had the money to invest in oil commodities. Uh, as soon as the election was over, you should have bought oil because you'd be rich right now. I'm <laughs> just saying. At any rate, um, so, you know, as he says this, you know, we, the American people, ask, what about gas here? Of course, he didn't take my suggestion and open the pipeline. Instead, in true democratic fashion, they turned to the blame game. So he was in, uh, I don't know where he was at, Dallas, I think. But he's getting on a plane and someone yells a question out to him. I'll, I'll try not to blast you with the ears because you're going to hear jets and in, jet engines in the background. But uh, this is what he has to say. Go up. So Russia is responsible, right? <clears throat> Has <laughs> automatic. It's it's all Russia's fault. The the interesting thing is is um, you know, he didn't lie. Obviously, I told you the AAA announcing this morning that the gas the average went up to uh, four twenty five. So that's seventy cents in a week. Once again, we go to the blame game. Okay, so now. I know I'm playing a lot of clips, but I'd rather you hear it out of the mouth of dipshits than out of the mouth of me. An another dipshit. No. So this is uh, our beloved Peter Ducey asking Jen Psaki a question. Do everything that you can to reduce the impact that high gas prices have on Americans. Uh, we're asking other countries to think about maybe pumping more oil. Why not just do it here? Well, to be very clear, federal policies are not uh, limiting the supplies of oil and gas. To the con let me finish. To the con let me finish. An executive order his Peter, first week I'm that halted new oil and le gas. Let me let me give you let me give you the facts here, and I know that can be inconvenient, but I think they're important in this moment. To the contrary, the facts as have, they see uh, it. The, we have been clear that in the short term, supply must keep up with the demand. Where we are, and here and around the world, will we make the shift to a secure, clear, clean energy future? We are one of the largest producers with a strong domestic oil and gas industry. We have actually produced more oil. It is at record numbers, and we will continue to produce more oil. There are 9,000 approved drilling permits that are not being used. So the suggestion that we are not allowing companies to drill is inaccurate. The suggestion that that is what is... Actually, I'm going I'm to interrupt her real quick because she's fucking lying. Once again, straight up lying to your faces. Yes, there are 9,000 leases. Those leases were actually given to the oil companies when Trump was in office. So those, she's not lying about that. The reason they're not being used is because when he became president, he signed executive orders limiting oil production, oil drilling, fracking, shaling, you know, doing all these things that these leases were for. So yeah, they have the leases, but there's regulations on what they can do with those leases tell the whole fucking story is hindering or preventing gas prices to come down is inaccurate would president biden rescind his executive order that halts new oil and natural gas leases on public lands well 90 percent of them happen on private lands as i'm sure you know and there are 9,000 unused 
approved drilling permits. So I would suggest you ask the oil companies why they're not using those if there's a desire to drill more. Would President Biden ever undo his executive order that stopped the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline? Are you suggesting that would solve the gas prices issue? Well, do you think that that would maybe affect prices faster than getting the whole country off of fossil fuels? I actually don't think it would. Uh, the Keystone uh, was not an oil field. It's a pipeline. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the oil is continuing to flow in just through other means. So it actually would have nothing to do with the current supply imbalance. So Once again, full of shit. If anyone has half a fucking brain, they know that the day he signed that executive order closing that pipeline, gas prices immediately went up. And they haven't even kind of gone down since then. It's been a steady increase since January. When he took off over office, gas prices was what? I think 229, 239. So in a little over a year's time, you're paying almost two dollars more a gallon. Let that sink in. $2 more a gallon. So it doesn't sound like, okay, you're paying a little bit more for gasoline. Fuck that shit. $2. That's a lot of damn money. Especially when it was under $2 with the last guy. Oh, but he said mean things and he, he was mean. <laughs> cool. Huh? Guess who else is mean? Hmm, me. And, um, uh, Fuck your feelings. I want my $1.89 gas back. I'll, I don't give a shit. I liked his mean tweets. I thought they were funny as fuck. The problem is, is this country, we have too many pussies, for lack of a better term, that, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hate when people used to say about Trump, he doesn't act presidential. Cool. That's what I like about him. He doesn't act like a fucking politician, and he's not one of these cucks the 44 before him that we had. Okay? Maybe, hear me out, just maybe, it's nice having a regular, I'm grand, and I say regular person because obviously he's a billionaire. He's not a regular person. But it, it was nice having a regular person in the office. I've told this story before. When he was running initially, I was like, I don't know. I'm not taking him seriously. He's a TV guy. He's a, you know, boisterous. He's loud. Blah, blah, blah. I was looking more towards like Ted Cruz or Rand Paul. You know, they're more <laughs> presidential. Um, then when he, you know, won the um, Republican nomination, listening to more of his talk and to the point where I actually uh, did some volunteering on his campaign locally. Um, and yeah, he didn't always say the right things, but he was he was regular. I think the biggest thing that happened with Trump was he trusted the wrong people. He thought he thought much like most of us, especially Republicans, that we he had the mindset that all Republicans are good, kind of how Democrats think all Democrats are good, right? There's not anybody in the Democratic Party. If you're just a regular old Democratic voter, there's nobody in that Democratic Party that you disagree with just because they have a D next to their name. To the point where I've had conversations with people and you talk about whoever and they're like, are they a Republican or a Democrat? Democrat, oh, well then. <laughs> you know, it's automatic. And and vice versa. If you tell them, oh no, they're a Republican, oh, well, they're a fucking idiot. <laughs> There's no common ground. These people can't, Democrats can't look at a Republican and listen to what they have to say. As soon as they see that they have an R next to their name, they're evil. But um, now, as far as the, uh, the leases, true. 9,000 leases. 
that were given to these companies two years ago. Okay. Biden's administration hasn't approved any new leases like he asked. Why hasn't any new leases, blah, blah, blah. Well, they have 9,000. Well, the reason they're not doing these things is because of the regulations. There was a um, an en- energy person from Texas on one of the news channels the other day, and he was saying the same thing. Look, we're, our hands are tied. We're ready to work, but we can't. The, gov- the EPA is not allowing us to do these things. And as far as them blaming all of this stuff on the conflict over in Ukraine is, is once again, another lie because gas prices were up 48% prior to the Russia-Ukraine situation. But once again, we have to go to more blame games. But, 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 but. It's no excuse to exercise excessive price increases or padding profits or any kind of effort to exploit this situation or or American uh, consumers, exploit them. Russia's aggression is costing us all and it's no time for profiteering or price gouging. I want to be clear about what we'll not tolerate, but I also want to acknowledge those firms and oil and gas industries that are pulling out of Russia and joining other businesses that are leading by example. This is a time when we have to do our part and make sure we're not taking, we're not taking advantage. Look, let me be clear about uh, two other points. First, it's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Lie. That's simply not true. Even amid the pandemic. And when you repeat it twice, that means you're lying. Companies in the United States pumped more oil during my first year in office than they did during my predecessor's first year. We're approaching a record levels of oil and gas production in the United States, and we're on track to set a record oil production next year. In the United States, 90% of onshore oil production takes place on land that isn't owned by the federal government. And of the remaining 10%, that occurs on federal land, the oil and gas industry has millions of acres leased. They have 9,000 permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now, yesterday, last week, last year. They have 9,000 to drill onshore that are already approved. So let me be clear. Let me be clear. They are not using them for production now. That's their decision. These are the facts. We should be honest about the facts. Second, this crisis is a stark reminder To protect our economy over the long term, we need to become energy independent. I've had numerous conversations over the last three months with our European friends of how they have to wean themselves off of Russian oil. It's just not not tenable. So, once again, what we're going to do is constantly push the blame. The fact of the matter is, Okay, let's assume he's telling the truth as far as, you know, oil production is at an all-time high. Okay, let's assume that's true. It's not, but let's assume it's true. <laughs> if and The reason I say it's not true is because America set a record this past year for oil imports. Okay, so why in the fuck, if this country, like he says produced more oil this year in my first year than my predecessor. If that's if that were true, 
okay? For shits and grins, I'm going to say it's true. It's not. I'm going to say it's true, but it's not. Why would we break records in this country for imports? And Canada, by the way. It wasn't just, I'm not, I don't give whatever about Canada. I'm talking about America. So if that was true and we had record imports of oil this past year, why would gas prices be almost two dollars higher than they were a year, um, you know, a year, a little more than a year ago? They wouldn't be. He talks to you guys. This whole administration, not just him. Obviously, he's not talking about shit. He's reading a fucking teleprompter. This administration talks to the American people, to you, me, and the person next to you, like we're fucking stupid. Okay, you are a bunch of idiots. And that's how he talks to you. We're basically a bunch of five-year-olds in the classroom, and he's the teacher. And um, it's <laughs> the fact of the matter is, and <laughs> he's an old-school politician. Okay, I'm going to say it like this. In the world of the Internet and the things that we can look up like that, he talks to us like it's 1970 and you had to break out the, you know, the Encyclopedia Britannica. You see what I'm saying? We live in a day and an age where we can look up stuff quickly. Now, granted, you're going to find all sorts of truths, so to speak, because you're going to have an individual, whoever's putting out the, the story, you're going to have their version of the truth. Um, that's one of the reasons why I don't use Google when I'm searching for things. I use DuckDuckGo, and the reason that is is because they don't prioritize. They basically, you get the story as it's released. You see what I'm saying? So you go to DuckDuckGo, you search whatever, and it's going to give you the most recent inputs. Not, It's not going to be shadow banned, so to speak, but nonetheless. So you can look these things up. Was oil production higher in the past year? No. We had more oil imports than production. And like I said, even if that were true, then why would the gas prices be going up? Okay. And that's why, I mean, the funny thing is I actually have a press pass <laughs> and doing this show, I could gain access to these situations and ask questions. Not that I'm flying to DC or wherever, and I, I don't want to waste my time. I'd rather be here with y'all and rant and rave and give you somewhat of an enjoyable show. <laughs> but nonetheless, I couldn't be there. They, I'd get kicked out because I'd be like, you're fucking lying. Um, show us the numbers, show us the receipts. You can say anything you want because you can say anything on the fly and then you're going to get fact-checked on the backside. And speaking of fact-checks, that's another thing that pissed me off. When we posted a thing on Facebook, got fact-checked about gas prices. And I said on the show last, the last show I did, it's, these, are, these guys aren't fact-checkers. These are opinion-checkers. The fact of the matter was the meme that we put Gas was that price. It has gone up, period. Okay? It was that price around here. Whatever. Um, you can... These guys can say anything they want in lie, in person or on Twitter or wherever. And nothing, nothing gets fact-checked. You say one little thing that leaves one nodule of truth. Not even that you're lying. It's just that maybe you missed the numbers. Like, I've posted stuff... Uh, eight hundred thousand, blah blah blah. Oh no, it was eight hundred thirty thousand. Get it right, <laughs> okay? Anyway, not talk about fact checkers. That's a show in itself, I think. 
All right, so, you know, here we go. Blame, blame, blame. The funny thing about all this, if you want to look at any kind of humor in this whole situation, is Trump, when they were running for president, and it was, you know, Trump versus Biden, um, you know, this was on October 31st. Um, Trump had this to say at a, at a rally he was having. It will end fracking. That was the other thing. Remember? He said it for a year, and then he came to Pennsylvania. They said, we have a million jobs. Oh, okay, well, we'll leave fracking. But the people won't let him. His uh, bosses won't let him. Biden has vowed to abolish the entire U.S. oil industry. No fracking, no mining, no natural gas, no heating in the winter, no air conditioning in the summer, no electricity during peak hours, and gas prices. You like that $2 gas, right? How about $5, $6, and $7? Darling, let's sell the car. It's a little bit too large. Let's get a compact. Biden's plan is an economic death sentence for Pennsylvania. He will outlaw fracking and eradicate your great economy. You had the greatest year you've ever had last year. Now, next year, you're going to have the best. If this happens with the taxes and with the fracking, you're going to have a real problem in Pennsylvania. So... There you go. I mean, once again, Trump was right. <laughs> I mean, when he said these words, a lot of people were like, oh, he's crazy. Jesus Christ. Here he goes again, spouting that bullshit. Well, is he wrong? <laughs> that was a year and a half ago. Is he wrong? I'll wait. You show me where he's wrong. Okay? But, you know, it's interesting because a lot of a lot of the blame game. So you listen to um, Biden and Saki and whatever. And it's, we have all these leases, no one's drilling. We have uh, these um, oil companies are making record profits, and I'm not going to stand for it. And uh, what else did he say? Uh, you know, it's Russia's fault for invading Ukraine. Okay. It's almost like he needed this to happen to, well, this I was kind of go, going to go down this route today. I think I'm going to save it for maybe Sunday, because surely this shit's still going to be going on, right? Um, but I was going to mix this into another situation having to do with the, the world economic forms future. Okay. One phase was pandemic. We've passed that next phase. Now their new goal set is climate control. And I'm not going to delve into that. That'll be Sunday show. I'm going to give you some more stuff on that. But one of the reasons, um, gas is expensive. Isn't necessarily because oil companies, it has to do with taxes, Okay, so I ran across this interesting situation. Of course, this isn't breaking news depending on what state. So it, we have people that listen to the show in, it's not all 50 states. It's probably, I don't know, around 35, 40 states listen to this show and other countries, but we're worried about America, right? And you might see, and if you're on Facebook and you have friends that live wherever around the country, you might see, oh, gas down here in Florida is four nineteen. dollars Oh, gas in California, $7. Oh, gas here, you know, da, da, da. And people are like, well, if gas is a commodity, so if, if oil, if a barrel of oil is 129 bucks, I think was the last price I saw, why is gas $7 in California and $4 in Florida or $3 in Georgia or, you know, whatever the case may be? Well, <laughs> that has nothing to do with oil companies. A Texaco in Florida, if that was true, a Texaco in Florida 
price would be the same as a Texaco in California or Shell or Chevron or whoever, whatever brand you want to put in there. It doesn't matter. So obviously, the oil companies don't have a set price. They're not saying, oh, we're going to sell our gas for $5 because it'd be $5 everywhere, right? And it's not the the people that own the gas stations. It's not these independent uh, gas station owners that are jacking the prices up. So leave these guys alone. Some of these Middle Eastern guys, are they get... I see it personally. They get qualified by by customers because like they have some kind of inside source in Saudi Arabia that's getting them a gas deal or something. It doesn't work like that, guys. <laughs> I'm telling you. Gas prices are set by the commodities brokers, period. Okay? So realistically, gas should probably be running around, well, with the way the oil prices are, gas should be running around $3, $3 or so uh, a gallon. Okay? Maybe a little more, which is still high, mind you, but still. The reason they're higher is because of taxes. <laughs> so interesting. The lowest, the state with the lowest tax on gas is Alaska, oddly enough. Because, you know, they just plug it into a fucking pump out back. <laughs> and then this, the second one that surprised me was Hawaii because they don't really have anything to do with oil out there and you got to get it out there and stuff. I'm kind of surprised. That, uh, that now this is just the taxes. Now, gas in Hawaii might be high just because of getting it out there. I don't know. But so, oddly enough, the state with the highest tax is no, no, it's not California. I know you were going to say California. It's actually Pennsylvania at 58 cents a gallon. California is second highest with 53, followed by Washington State with 52. And so on and so forth. I think Florida is around 34 cents. So what does that mean? So the interesting thing is about this is the taxes vary from state to state. Every single state has a different number. I'm, and I'm serious. And it could be a fraction. Alaska's is 8 cents. Hawaii is 16. Virginia's 16 cents. One, you know, 16 cents point two. And Missouri 17.42. And, you know, so on and so forth. So it's fractions. But, um, and then they, some of them have different numbers for diesel. They might be higher. So, I mean, for the most part, they're about the same. Nevada's about four cents higher for diesel. Uh, Alabama's a penny higher. I'm just kind of scanning through this here. But, uh, like uh, Pennsylvania is uh, 16 cents higher for diesel get on the taxes. And, um, California's uh, uh, 15 cents higher. So it's just a situation. That's obviously another reason you see different pricings on those things. But um, it's not even all about taxes. I mean, that's a big reason. So you're talking, you know, depending on where you live, 20, 30, 40, 50 cents a gallon uh, for taxes. So you have a 10-gallon vehicle, right? You know, you're looking at four or five extra dollars just in taxes. Now, the interesting thing is this. That's the state tax on on the gas. The interesting thing about that is those numbers can vary in the state. So, like, if you, like, and I'll just for the for fact of matter, living in Florida, you might travel from county to county, and gas prices vary. And it might not be much. It might be a few cents. It might be five cents. It might be ten cents. Well, that's because now the counties have a tax. You see what I'm saying? So 
you might have a higher tax in this county, but lower in this county. So it's, <laughs> I mean, where I live in Florida is close to a county line to another county. And there's situations where gas is cheaper here. So people come from that county to this county to get gas and vice versa. And it, it's just weird how that works. So when you you look at at those things, it's not Exxon or Chevron or BP or whoever saying, okay, we're going to charge five bucks a gallon. It's not that. They, they literally, the price of gas is the same for every gas station. Okay. The difference in the price is taxes. That's the biggest reason for the variance in fuel prices is that state <laughs> taxes gasoline at different rates. You know, and I, you know, told you those rates. Another reason is this refineries throughout the United States have to create more than 50 blends of gas to meet different state and city standards. Many cities and states require cleaner burning fuel that emits less pop, uh, pollution into the environment. Producing so many different fuel grades adds operating costs to refineries and distributors. That cost is obviously passed along to the consumer. Um, and so, like, like I said, so if you live in a county uh, that has a big city in it, so let's say, uh, what I'm trying to guess here. So Florida, you got Orange County is um, Orlando. Florida, uh, you have Hillsborough is Tampa. I think Duval County is Jacksonville. And obviously Miami-Dade's Miami, right? So the, the tax, the gas in those counties is probably a little higher than in uh, Orlando, so uh, I think Osceola is where Kissimmee is, which probably still has a relatively high gas tax, and that's because it's that's where Disney and stuff is. But um, I don't know all the counties around there. But like Hillsborough, so if you go um, east out of Hillsborough, you have Polk County. Gas is probably a little cheaper because the taxes might not be as bad. But if you go west out of Hillsborough into Pinellas, it might be a little higher because beaches and so on and so forth so and then of course crude oils you know that's obviously your biggest cost but oil is <laughs> you don't pump oil out of the ground and you have gasoline it's got to be refined and then that's when you get back to the 50 different blends of gas throughout the country so you have these big refineries across the country so like in the Gulf Coast, you know, pretty much around Texas, you know, through Texas and Louisiana, uh, Alabama and stuff, you have all these big ass refineries. And I'm sure it's the same way on uh, the West Coast and through California and whatnot. And I know they're on the East Coast through up, up and down the Eastern Seaboard. And, and they make their gas regionally. So these refineries in the South probably make gasoline for Southern cities and you know, gas stations, whatnot, and in the West, and so on and so forth. And that's why your prices are higher. So, in California, they probably have stricter emissions throughout the state. So, obviously, your gas is higher. They're not going to say, okay, we're buying, uh, you know, this oil for $129, but we're going to keep our price the same, even though we're going to have to do all this different shit to it to keep the emissions low. <laughs> They're not going to do that. I told you before. The 1% that we demonize so much uh, runs these fucking companies and they still want to make their money. Not that they're price gouging, okay? Oh, well, Exxon or uh, ExxonMobil and Texaco and da, 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 they made record profits. Okay. 
They made record profits. They didn't jack up the prices to make record profits. They always make record fucking profits. They, <laughs> I mean, you guys are, if you're around my age, you ever seen the the TV show fucking uh, Dallas? That's what they did. People are rich. People that run these gas situations are rich. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Fucking sell gas. Another thing is the nation's pipelines, infrastructure is the most effective way to transport crude oil from uh, drilleries and refineries, even though they're not oil fields, Gensaki. True. You still got to get the shit around. You close them down, guess what? It's harder to get the shit around. But, you know, she wants to talk to you like you're fucking stupid. Hi, I'm Gensaki, right? <sighs> Once that pipeline closed, that XL, Keystone XL, gas jumped. Okay? It jumped. Like I said in the show the other day, if they would turn it back on or finish doing whatever they had to do, it would drop. Now, she can be snide and say, oh, do you think that would affect the cost? Do you think that would affect? Yes, it would because it's done in a future fucking market. Why don't people say this? Why don't they say, yes, it would affect it? It would affect it downward trend just as much as it affected it in an upward trend. I mean, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Uh I want to get quick. I'm, I've been running my jaw jacking too much here. Um, something I wanted to talk about was this. Let me see where I, I wasn't prepared for this, so I'm an idiot. Excuse me. Um, so I did a show. I'm going to switch it to you. So oil, gas prices up. Sorry. Maybe we'll have better luck in the next couple of days. I doubt it, but nonetheless. So I did a show on February 27th, which was two Sundays ago. I discussed uh, what I thought was one of the reasons for the Russian invasion um, of Ukraine, right? And um, so I'm going to play this clip. This is from the show. And so, uh, you tell me what you in think. In doing research for this, I ran across, across this article. And one of the questions I had was, could this not be about what it appears to be about? Like I showed read you okay why is he doing this because it's ancient russian territory and he wants it back um you might hear uh oh it's because of oil there's a pipeline that runs through ukraine okay i've even found a story that when russia annexed crimea uh Zelensky went in there and they built a dam so there's a river that runs south into crimea that was a the main water source from Crimea, well, they built a dam, which essentially let no water flow into Crimea. Could I have done it? I don't know. You can you can find stories and make up stuff and find it any reason as to why this is going on. But it takes the conspiracy side of this show to dig to find maybe another reason as to why this is going on. So there was a gentleman on uh, Twitter, and he, his name, which you're not going to find him now, but it's at War Clandestine. Uh, the reason I say you're not going to find him is because I kicked him off of Twitter. Um, now, before I read this, I'll tell you real quick. Obviously, he was kicked off of Twitter because of this. And, of course, they labeled it misinformation, Blah, blah, blah. It's, it, I've come to the belief that anytime someone's getting banned for something, look at recent history. Look at Alex Jones, 
some of these doctors that were anti-COVID, some of these doctors that were anti-vaccine um, shots, you know, COVID shots. Uh, hell, look at Joe Rogan. You know, look at the different situations just in recent history that they've tried to tried to block or have blocked off of different platforms, whether it's Twitter or YouTube or whatever the case may be. But, like, take Alex Jones, for example. Now, like him or don't like him, some, some of the shit he says he's crazy. Some of the shit he says is dead on. And it's not even that he's just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. I mean, some of it you can be like, okay, that's a little fucked up. But he proclaimed that this war was going to happen like six months ago. He said in February this is going to happen. He said other things in the past that, that got him banned from YouTube. But it's like, like I was kicked off of Facebook and I was kicked off of Twitter because of things that I were saying that were true. But it was under the guides of misinformation. Well, is it misinformation or just information you don't like? There's a difference. Misinformation is me going in there and saying, water's bad for you. Don't drink water. Only drink pure grain alcohol. That's where it's at. That's misinformation. <laughs> don't take... Uh, you know, don't breathe the air, put a bag over your head and live your life like that. That's misinformation. Um, taking a vaccine that's going to work and you're never going to get COVID again if you take this vaccine, that's misinformation. But saying the opposite of that gets you kicked off of platforms. And then I go into this story. Okay. This gentleman, like I said, dug up this stuff, places it on Twitter. Bam. Banned from Twitter. Fortunately, <laughs> we were able to grab it. Okay. So, are U.S.-run biological labs in Ukraine one of the reasons behind a Russian invasion? Read how Russian government had raised the bioweapons uh, alarm. As Russia has started attacking military installations in Ukraine, there are speculations that the United States biolabs that have been established in Ukraine in the name of research and defense are also among the targets. The U.S. has several such labs in Ukraine under its biological threat reduction program. Social media has been abuzz with discussions on how the Russian government, in addition to objecting to NATO's expansion in the region, has been highlighting their concerns, accusing the USA of running bioweapon labs near the border. Twitter handle... Uh, war clandestine named or claimed they had been responsible that Russia is targeting the biolabs. Nothing has yet been confirmed. <clears throat> There's a lot of discussion on social media regarding the alleged bioweapon labs run that are funded by the U.S. government on Ukraine soil. As per the details made available by the government, the U.S. Department of Defense Biological Threat Reduction Program has been working with partner countries to counter the threat of outbreaks, deliberate, accidental, or natural, of the world's most dangerous infections disease. Um, in Ukraine, the programs aim to consolidate and secure pathogens and toxins of security concerns and provide and support the nation in detecting and reporting outbreaks caused by dangerous pathogens before they pose any state stability or security risk. In 2019, BTRP established two laboratories in, for the Consumer Protection Service of Ukraine with biosafety uh, level two in Kiev and Odessa. Both regions are under Russia's attack. The U.S. does not only provide 
support for laboratories establishment, but has also been funding research pro- projects in Ukraine where the Ukrainian and American scientists work together. Russia has accused the U.S. of developing bioweapons at its borders at Ukraine and Georgia. On several occasions, Russia has accused the U.S. and Ukraine of developing bioweapons in 2021 while uh, talking about the instability of the World Health Organization to establish the origin of the COVID-19 virus. Russian Security Council Secretary Nikolai Pestruziv (laughs) told Commerçant reporter that Russia believed the U.S. was developing bioweapons near its borders. He said, you pay attention to the fact in the world more and more new biological uh, laboratories under control of the United States are growing by leaps and bounds. Moreover, by a strange coincidence, mainly at the Russian and Chinese borders. He added that the U.S. claim they work with local scientists to develop ways to fight dangerous pathogens, but what happens inside those walls was unknown. He added, we are told that peaceful sanitation stations operate near our borders, but for some reason they are more reminiscent of Fort Detrick in Maryland, where Americans have been working in the field of military biology for decades. By the way, we should pay attention to the fact that outbreaks and diseases that are not typical for these regions are recorded in the surrounding areas. When asked if he meant Americans were developing biological weapons at those biolabs, he said, we have good reason to believe that this is the case. He further said, not a day goes by at the headquarters of the Organization for Prohibition of Chemical Weapons in The Hague that Americans and their allies do not come forward with another chapter of the anti-Russian chemical dossier. Speaking about the allegations against Russia over the development of chemical weapons, he said there was no evidence, only conjecture. The Russian government has made similar allegations multiple times. So, is it true? It goes back to my point of the invasion. If you look at the map of where they're invading, and unfortunately, with this guy being kicked off of um, Twitter, you can't see the map that he put up. I'm assuming it's a he. I shouldn't assume that, but nonetheless. Um, the map showed biological laboratories in Ukraine. Well, if you overlie the maps that pretty much all news outlets are using as to where the attacks are occurring and to why the attacks are coming in from the south and the north instead of from the east, they line up with the laboratories. So one could ask the question, is this why? This is happening? Is this why the push from Russia isn't necessarily through the Donbass region? It's from the north and from the south? Why are they going into Odessa and these major capital, you know, the capital and the major cities of the Ukraine? Because this is where these laboratories are, or alleged to be, I should say. So given what has happened in the past three years in in this world, I mean, it's still... I mean, still alleged. I guess it hasn't been proven. Not yet, anyway. But, um, you know, it's, it's, there's plenty of speculation, uh, be that as it may as far as speculation, but we've got senators in this country, Rand Paul, to be exact, who is blaming Dr. Fauci and the U.S. for 
funding gain-of-function research to enhance viruses in the Wuhan laboratory in China. That started all this bullshit that we've been dealing with for the last two and a half years. Now, we want to blame China, 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 but fuck, if we, if we, I don't want to say we like I had anything to do with it, but if America initiated this, it started in colleges in this country, in, in uh, North Carolina, and if that stuff <laughs> went to China... If that's true, it almost makes me wonder what Putin knows. And is this, is this his way of saying, look, you're not gonna, this isn't going to happen next to my country. I don't know. It's interesting, it's interesting to, to question that. So <clears throat> the reason I played that was because this gentleman, War Clandestine, was kicked off of Twitter for talking about biological um, laboratories and whatnot. And I put the, the article in the show notes, which I'll do again today. Um, so <laughs> the interesting thing about this is it comes out that, um, what was it, yesterday, the other day, Rubio... I don't know if it was yesterday, day before, but anyway, um, has, um, what was her, Newland is her last name. Let me play this clip where he's asking her a question about the biolabs. Um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Now, her face when he asked her this question was like, what the fuck's he doing? Ukraine has a You can tell by the way she's answering. research facility. I played this on, I posted this on Twitter on the Don't Tread on America page. Uh, so watch her face if you get a chance. Which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of. Uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100% it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Interestingly enough, that's the democratic theory too. But her mood instantly changed when he said that. So uh, Rubio, senator from Florida, you got some spinning to do, my friend, because why? Hmm. Why? So it was war clandestine, right? These labs obviously existed. Brings you into another situation as to why maybe a lot of this is going on. I don't know. I'm sure the story will come out more as we as we see. Um, one last thing I want to touch on. <clears throat> as we, we and the rest of the world has finally banned importing oil and vodka and wheat and whatever from, um, from uh, uh, fucking Russia. Uh, the... Uh, you know, we're banning imports from Russia of, of different kind. Now some American companies are pulling out or stopping business 
um, in the country themselves. So this list is, you know, it's, it's ever changing. So right now you have McDonald's, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, Starbucks, General Electric, Shell, Unilever, and Condé Nast, whoever that is, um, stopping business, um, throughout the country of Russia. Um, surely there's more. I mean, there are some that are still going on with business in Russia, you know, whatever, I guess. But, um, I guess the biggest thing is we're so focused on Russia, but once again, much like the, uh, congressman out of Florida asked, uh, before the Olympics, when are we going to stop doing the same thing for China? Hmm. In the meantime, I'm not saying Putin obviously is up to, to no good. And the things that are going on are bad. We don't need to interject. I mean, we need to, you know, whatever. Uh, I think the things that we're doing by companies leaving, by companies stopping, why I stop buying Russian goods of whatever kind, that's fine. I can live with that. In the meantime, oil, which 10% of our oil from there shouldn't have that much of an effect on our money, or I mean on our gas prices. Obviously it is, but nonetheless. Um, when are we going to focus on China? When are we going to pull companies out of China? When are we going to stop buying Chinese goods? Why are we so focused on, on killing the Russian economy? In the meantime, China is funding Russia. They've, oh, we're, you know, MasterCard, Visa, PayPal, all these companies, we're, they're not going to be able to do credit card transactions in Russia. Okay, well, now they're bringing in the mirror. I talked about this last week. And Russia, or I'm sorry, Chinese banks are going to back the, uh, the Russian banks. And so they're not going to miss that business. But how is China doing that? Well, because we're still buying shit from China and there's still American companies in China and MBAs cut to China and so on and so forth. So it's really one big fucking shell game that we're being, that we're playing and we're thinking we're doing the patriotic thing by not buying Russian goods. How about we don't buy Chinese goods either? How about we do that? Shut them all down. Let's just buy American. Why can't we have American companies produce American goods in America by American workers and bought by American people? But instead we have American goods bought by American people made in China. Okay? We want to demigrate oil companies for uh, record profits, but we're not going to say shit to every other company that makes shit in China by slave labor. But we're going to focus on these different gas and oil companies because they're making record profits. What about Apple or Microsoft or Samsung or whoever else makes shit in China? Are they making record profits or are they breaking even? I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Why don't we talk about that? All right, guys. I'm going to leave it at that. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. Don't forget to go to our website, Don't Tread on America, and on our social media platforms where you can... Uh, Subscribe, follow the page, and uh, you'll get updates and quirky little memes, and you can get pissed off at us, or maybe not, or, you know, you want to be like EB and spread propaganda? <laughs> cool. Just make sure, just be ready for the, uh, the backlash. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys have a great day. Don't forget Friday. It's, it's, it's D-Tom File Friday. Don't forget, Chris will be in studio. We'll have another episode of the D-Tom Files. Brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon. So make sure you check that out. It's gonna be a good one. I don't wanna don't wanna give him teas. No, no teas. No teas. 
I was told no tease. Just make sure you check it out. It's going to be a good one. And uh, we'll try not to get too drunk. But, you know, shit happens. It's Friday, right? All right, guys, you have a great day. And I'll talk to you again on Friday. See you later.